Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to turn your garden into a smart garden on News Radio 830 WCCO. Smart Gardens, an hour of expert advice and answers to all of your lawn and gardening questions. You can call 989-9226 or text us at 81807. Now, here's Denny Law with this week's Smart Garden. Yes, indeed, here on 830-WCCU, Teresa Rooney, Master Gardener is back in studio. Hi, Teresa. Hi, but I'm not alone today. You're not? Who did you I'm bring not. with you? I brought Randy, who is an intern. Randy, would you like to introduce yourself? Good morning, everybody. My name oh, is let's Randy get it. Now we, got, now we got your mic on. Now, give, right. let's start all over. <laughs> all right, Randy. my name is Randy. I'm an intern master gardener with the Hennepin County Master Gardener Program. Well, congratulations. It's nice to have you here. Now, have you always been interested in this particular topic? Um, I've been in the Fort industry one way or another since 93, 94 when I started out at Girton's. Um, up until now, it's been just part-time and then just a hobby. Is but that- I have a full-time job now at Minneapolis Community Technical College I'm as their groundskeeper and uh, gardener. Oh, good. I bet you that's a fun job. It's an excellent job. It's one of those jobs where I'm fortunate that I get to be uh, get to be, get paid for uh, a passion. Something you like, yeah. <laughs> and you should wander through the grounds from what I've seen of pictures because oh, I haven't been neat. there yet. They're absolutely gorgeous. You're well, doing a good job, Randy. Well, you both <laughs> can answer questions then today. We can right? answer well, questions well, today. Well, you'll try. Far more. Teresa's far more um, <laughs> apt at it than I am. All right. Well, so, we'll yeah. see. There won't be a test at the end of the hour. <laughs> Darn, I was going right. to test it. If you have a, a, a lawn or garden question, 651-989-9226 by phone. And I told you guys we're already getting text messages. That number for your lawn or garden question, 81807, 81807. Before we get to the phones, uh, there's like a three-part uh, text message about a tree. Somebody owns a hobby farm, which is many trees, number of which are box elder, and evidently, they they keep getting all these seedlings, sure. and they're growing yeah. like crazy. They're wondering if there's a male and female no, situation here. No, they're just it's just one. It's one, just one species. Two, both, it's one. Yeah, you only need one of the trees. Um, just there's not much you can do except cut down the seedlings as soon as you see them, because they do self seed very, very, very quickly. I want to remind our listeners that our Smart Garden <laughs> Show is uh, sponsored by our friends down near Jordan, Minnesota, called By the Yard, that great patio furniture company that and is the sponsor of our Smart Garden Show. We appreciate that, and we're going to talk more about that uh, coming up. All right, let's go to the phones. I see a line open if you want to fill it, 651-989-9226. Uh, Sue is calling from River Falls. Good morning, Sue. You're on CCO. Hi, Sue. Hello. Hi. Um, last fall I planted Neptune tea roses and I packed them tightly with straw with a uh, hardware wire around it and I took the straw off at the end of March and they look terrible they look like they're dead mm-hmm. uh, 
should uh, how long should I give them to see if they made it through the winter? And should I pick the dead leaves off? And also the straw. Do you have to worry about the straw you pack them with? You because I heard that some people like spray them with a growth regulator uh, herbicide. Okay, you probably, Missouri, <clears throat> you probably don't have to worry about the straw. Um, that would have gone, uh, uh, whatever in the straw, that's not going to hurt your tea rose. Um, the tea rose that you planted is not hardy here, that's why you wrapped it. Um, some people do spray their roses with a fungicide before they put them down for the winter. Um, or remove a lot of those leaves, cause those leaves got all black and icky and full of fungus when they were in the straw during the winter time. Pick all that stuff off and throw it away. Um, water the rose as you normally would. I would wait until even maybe the middle to end of May. You should start seeing growth on it. If it doesn't start growing, you can start clipping it off at the ends to see till you get to green growth. So you can take your clippers and start at the end of one of the branches of the rose and just cut if it's dead brown, 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 and then finally hit a little green, then you know it's still alive and it will come back for you. So you can do that. Um, if you have bunnies in the area, do keep protecting it because the bunnies could still be nibbling on it until more things come up for them. Good luck. Okay. Uh, Tester says, I purchased a new home. There are several tree peonies. Is there anything special I should do, such as fertilization or trimming? You don't have to trim them. You can trim off what's ever dead. Um, tree peonies are a little different than regular herbaceous peonies, is that they have a part that doesn't die down, um, so it stays alive um, above ground. It doesn't die to the ground every winter. Uh, protect them from rabbits in the winter time. Um, that's about all you want to do. If you want to give them uh, a fertilizer, you can as they come on a dormancy. They do bloom earlier in the spring than your regular peonies or just before your regular peonies, but they're absolutely gorgeous. Teresa, a texter uh, wants to know, can I put down grass seed now? You can put down grass seed now if you're not going to use a pre-emergent herbicide uh, or pre-emergent like for killing your crabgrass. You've got to go one way or the other with that. So it's either the pre-emergent or grass seed. And yes, you can plant gra your grass seed now. All right, good. Back to the phones we go. Chris is calling from Minneapolis. Chris, you're on with Teresa. Hi, Chris. Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. You bet. Uh, I have an apple tree that's about 20 years old at least, and last year we noticed it has fungus on the, um, you know, the bark, the tree itself. Mm -hmm. um, what can I do about that? Where is the fungus? Is it on the trunk? Is it on a branch? It was on the branches. On the branches. So far, we trimmed them off. Okay. Um, you probably got ahead of it. When you trimmed off the branches, did they seem healthy Except no, for the fungus no, in the bark. They, okay. they didn't look healthy. Okay. Lots of times when you do see fungal growths on a tree, that means that there's decay happening inside the tree. And what you're seeing is the fruiting bodies on the outside. Um, mm -hmm. It could mean that your tree is now going to die. Oh. Um, it could also mean that you got the damaged part off and that, that the tree will then seal off that area. If you did the correct pruning, the tree will seal off that area and hopefully the damage didn't go further into the tree. So I have to say it depends. You can always have a certified arborist come out and look at your tree, see how it leaves out this year, care for it as carefully as you possibly can, don't let it get damaged, um, water it if we get droughty, Okay. Um, and go to the extension site, extension.umn.edu, and look in the garden section and see how to care for apple trees. Okay. And good luck with you with yep. your tree. A good deal. Thank you. Thanks for the call. I leaves the line open at 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Texter says this, Teresa, I have a flower bed run overrun by Canadian thistle. 
Any suggestions on how to get rid of them? Well, Canadian thistle is a tough one. Um, you have some options there. You can use an herbicide um, that will treat it. Um, something would maybe have glyphosate in it. Now that's going to kill everything that it touches in your in your flower bed. Um, you can also uh, spot treat each Canadian thistle, and then as soon as it starts to die back, you cut it off. And um, then it will send up new growth from the roots, and you spot treat that new growth, and you keep at it and at it and at it until you have um, basically starved it to death because it keeps sending, it keeps using its nutrients in the roots and to send up new growth, and you keep killing the new growth, and it can never get more nutrients down. Um, otherwise, digging them will help. They have a big root system. It's really hard to get them all out. And as you disturb that soil, because they've been there before, there's a lot of seeds in the soil. You'll be tilling up those seeds and probably having more sprout. So make sure whatever you have in your garden, um, that maybe you use a mulch to cover the soil so any seed bank of thistle seed in your soil doesn't sprout. Um, so those are some of the options that you have there. And good luck, because this is a tough one, yeah. And it's not even pleasant to deal with. I mean, no. you know, you know, our friend Creeping Charlie at least smells good when you cut it down. <laughs> Thistles just hurt. So, yeah, good luck. It's tough. <laughs> Teresa, we need to take a bit okay. of a break here, but we, we have more show to come. 651-989-9226. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our Smart Garden Show here on A3OWCCO. If you do have a lawn or garden question, Teresa or Randy. Can help you, right, Teresa? Exactly. I mean, we're going to put Randy to work we're here once in a while. We're going to try to put Randy okay, to work, yeah. Good. He can't uh, slack off the whole morning. <laughs> <laughs> we have callers, we have textures, so let's uh, get to them. Let's see who's been waiting. Uh, Laura is calling from New Prague, Minnesota. Go ahead, Laura. Thank you. Hi, Laura. Hi. Um, I don't know if this is a stupid question. There's no stupid questions except the one you didn't <laughs> ask. But what tree, or is it a tree, do buckselder bugs come from? Oh, that's not a stupid question. Um, they they do enjoy box elder trees. Um, th- that's not the only thing. They'll they'll often hang out in the mulch. But um, I, you know, I honestly don't know if they only live in box elder trees. But if you have if there's any box elder trees anywhere in the neighborhood, that could be helping them. But there's also just going to be box elder bugs in the mulch and places like that. So, but so that's they, not a stupid question. No. That's no, a good question. That's a good question. So they but do just, hang out other places, they, too. Right. So if you have a box elder, that's not the reason to cut it down because you hate box elder. Bugs. Okay, good, good there, point. There could be other reasons that you want to cut down your tree, but that would not be a, a legitimate good reason to cut down a tree, I don't think. Thanks, Laura. Appreciate Thanks, Laura. the call. Uh, let's go to Mound. Carol has been waiting there. Hi, Carol. Hi, Carol. Hi. I uh, I understand that salt water will kill some weeds. What kind of weeds, and what is the recipe for the solution? And then I have a second question. Okay, um, I, I would hesitate to use salt or salt water. Um, salt can sterilize your soil at too high of a ratio. Um, some plants would be more tempt, uh, more susceptible to it. Other plants would not be. Um, that, that's why the vinegar kind of works and, and hot, you know, hot boiling water will work on very young weeds. Vinegar might work if it's, if it's, you know, weeds that you can get rid of that way. Um, I would go to the extension.umn.edu site and click on the garden tab and look under weed control, um, and see if that, there's a lot of strange um, recipes out there in on the internet and on Pinterest, and before you use them, do some research because some of those recipes, the combinations I've seen, they could just really destroy all your plants or destroy your soil, and so you have to be really careful with that. 
Good point. And your second question. Uh, let's see. If she's still there. There and she is. And your second question. Dandelions that would be in uh, rocks. Mm-hmm. Okay. But that, but my second question is different too. It's it's what'll deter woodpeckers from drilling holes in my apricot tree trunk? Okay. Well, the woodpeckers are there for for either two reasons. Um, this time of year, it could be that they're declaring territory. Um, so it has a really cool sound, and it really tells everybody, "Hey, this is my yard. Stay away." Or they're looking for a mate. Otherwise, if they're there getting insects, there's not much you can do because the insects are already in the tree. You would have to use something systemic in the tree to kill all the insects, and that would make the fruit poisonous so you couldn't eat it. So so those are your options. Um, you could try maybe wrapping the tree with um, with some, with I don't know, um, some. if there's one area that they're going for, maybe try wrapping it with um, some metal for a little while, uh, like half a season, like just a week or two, so that the woodpeckers can't hold on and they can't peck there. Um, otherwise, the woodpeckers are trying to help your tree by killing the insects that are in it, or they're drumming up business um, and telling everybody this is their territory. <laughs> yeah, so true. those those are your your choices with the woodpeckers. It's a common problem, though, isn't it? It, it yeah. is. It is. And some people have More houses. On the houses. Yeah, yeah, some people have houses that sound really good. They're really good drums, <laughs> and so so that's the issue that you have with that. And there's ways you can you can just just um, disturb the woodpeckers to get them out of there. All right, very good, Carol. Thank you. Let's go to Kay, who's calling from Goodhue, with a question. Go ahead, Kay. Hi, Kay. Yes, uh, I have a raised garden bed, and uh, but for my t- potatoes and tomatoes, I kind of like to use my son's part of the field. And he asked me if I wanted to make another raised garden. Would potatoes and tomatoes, would they grow in a raised garden? Um, yes, um, they would do fairly well in that raised bed, um, just as long as they have good fertility and and good aeration in there, and there's and it's not compacted, um, you can go ahead and and put out another another raised bed. We have several um, whiskey barrels are 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 good, um, two feet in height. It's it's a it's a really good way to start out if you are kind of just jumping into into the gardening thing. So it's doable. Yep, it's doable. And you want to think if as this is even better if you have more than one raised bed, you want to think about crop rotation. And so keep mm-hmm. your tomatoes and peppers and potatoes, they're one family, so they hang out in one bed one year and you move that crop to another bed the another year and then you move your broccoli to another bed. So you keep rotating and a 3 to 4 year rotation is really good, helps keep that soil um healthier and so you aren't always incorporating the same diseases and um bring and taking out the same nutrients. So, so if you want to do your beds by families, that's kind of good, and more right. more raised beds are even more fun. You know, we have to take a break here, but we have another half hour of the show to go, so don't go away. We've got callers. We have texters. In fact, as we head to the break, let, let me do this one text. How long does it take, and this is you can relate it to the website, how long does it take to get a soil sample test completed, would you say? It depends. Um, so do your, they're getting backed up, so do your soil test now. Um, you go to extension.umn.edu, click on the garden page, in, or even just Google soil test UMN. It'll get you right over there. The faster you get it in, the faster you get back, and I don't know what their time is. It's about yeah. $17. Okay, very good. But this is the time everybody wants to know. It's the time, everybody, yeah. and we're suggesting the sooner you can get it in, the sooner you can get it And that website again, back. Teresa? Extension.umn.edu. Very good. Hang on. We have more show to come here in the Twin Cities. It's 47 degrees, heading for 75 here on CCO. 52 tonight, maybe 66, and showers for the Twin Cities tomorrow. 
And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our Smart Garden Show brought to you by By the Yard Outdoor Furniture. We'll talk about that special day going on there coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, Teresa and Randy in studio helping you out with your lawn and garden questions either by phone and we have a bunch of those text messages as well. So you guys ready? I'm ready. And as a special day, Julie told me it's five years we've been here now. Wow. I know. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. So happy birthday to us. How lucky we are (laughs) to have you guys here. How lucky we've been here to be here. That's a fun fun show to do, I'll tell you. It is. All right. Okay, let's go. Let's let's get to work. Uh, George is calling from Delano with a question. Thank you for waiting, George. Hey, George. It's okay. Happy birthday, Teresa. Thank you. (laughs) I got... My buddy keeps telling me I can put enough salt on asparagus to kill the weeds. I think he's nuts. Uh, You'd probably kill the weeds and possibly the asparagus, too. I'd be be careful. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be careful, yeah. And I got a mountain ash tree that's dying from mold. It's about 40 years old, Mm -hmm. and I've been told that that's about their lifespan. In, in in the urban areas, a lot of our trees don't live as long as they should. And if you're seeing funguses on your trees and that means they're going by, um, safely take it down before, before it comes a hazard tree. Um, if you can leave it up and it's going to not fall on anybody, you can always leave um, dead dead trees up if it's legal in your area. And then your raptors will use those as perching places to watch for bunnies and voles and things like that. But most um, most cities, you have to take them down or if they're going to fall on anyone or any doghouse or car or anything like that. I'm in the country, so I don't yeah. have that problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a second question pertaining to that ash. Mm-hmm. I've got some suckers coming up beside it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I could push that main stump over, and I think there's a possibility, could I leave them suckers grow, or will they be infected as well with this mold? Well, it, there, it, it depends. Um, I would probably cut the stump down as much as possible, um, maybe just at ground level and not push it over, just leave it there. So then whatever is, if those were suckers coming up from the from the roots, they probably are going to be okay because it's probably some kind of damage that happened to the physical part of the tree. Um, okay. And and it could just be that there are also seedlings coming up. But in either way, if you just cut down the stump and, and instead of trying to remove it, just cut it off at ground level. And so don't disturb the soil around and then just see if those trees come up and, and then take out the ones that aren't looking really good and just grow the one or two that are going to look the best for you in that area. That might be the way to go on that. Super. Thank good you. luck. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Good you deal. bet, George. Thank good you, good George. Luck. Thanks for the call. 651-989-9226. Uh, texter says this. Uh, how early can I mulch my hosta beds? Well, you can mulch them at any time, but I would probably wait till you start to see the hostas coming up. Right now, the ground's still pretty cold, and if you mulch it, you're going to just keep the ground cooler longer, and so it will delay the hostas coming okay. up. Back to the phones we go. Mike is calling from White Bear Lake. Mike, you're on CCO. Good morning. Hi, Mike. Good morning. Yeah, and happy birthday, too. <laughs> Thanks. So, unfortunately, we're moving out of the area. No. And, yeah, I put in some, I, I'm going to call it miscanthia, the, the tall, 12-foot-tall grass a few years ago. Sure, like miscanthus giganticus or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We love that grass. Is mm-hmm. it possible right now for me to dig up the rhizomes and pack them in something and move them to our new location? Well, the two things. Legally, if you've already sold your house, you can't do it unless you can get it. Like, and we have it, yeah. Okay, right. okay, then you can't. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to take all. I just want to take some. Yeah, um, it, it, and what you can do is, it, it depends. You can 
theoretically dig up the whole root or part of it and take it with you. Um, I say theoretically because sometimes those things are like steel under there, so you're probably going to have to use, I don't know what kind of hacksaw or something to get in there, an axe. But yes, if you can, if you can get into the soil, take out some of those roots, bring them with you, that's perfectly, wonderfully fine, and good luck. And how do I pack them up? Um, how quickly are you going to be able to get them into your new spot? A month. Okay. What I'd probably do then is um, maybe put them either in a big garbage bag and then just kind of keep it cool. Maybe pack like a then that would be like a big pot for it. Or you could actually plant them in a big pot and then just replant them in the soil when you get to your new home. Okay. Okay. Good luck. All right, thanks. Happy thanks. moving. Yes. Happy moving. Thank you very much. Uh, Dave in Brooklyn Center is next on CCO. Dave, you're on uh, CCO. Good morning. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Good morning, Teresa. Uh, along that same line, is it possible at this point in time to split hosta, sedum, and oriental grasses? Or ornamental grasses? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just to move them in the yard. I can take that. Um, oh. Yeah, you probably could. It would be a good time right now. It's, you're right at the point where... Um, they would be looking at coming out of dormancy, which is the best time because everything is, everything is, is ready to grow. So yeah, you can split them, just have a nice sharp, um, shovel and, and have a container of soil ready to go. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're, if you're having to hold on to it, like Teresa just said with the last one, is that put it in the container. But if you can't optimally get it from one hole into the next. So if you're going from one, prep the hole first. And then do your splitting and then bring it to that hole right away. If you can't do that, then get um, just like a bucket or well, yeah. if you have extra one-gallon containers from other plantings, you just put them in there. Make sure that soil uh, is is nice and, and airy and, and well-filtrated and make sure that there is a hole in that bucket so that it doesn't harbor any of that, any of that water. Okay, my intent would be just to put them in a new hole yeah. right away. Mm -hmm. Put them in a new hole right away, prep yeah. that hole first, make sure that hole is ready to go so, so it's not waiting out. So. any of the three of the... Uh, the hosta, sedum, or ornament. They all take. They all take transplanting, and they all take dividing really well. Okay, great. Good luck. Thank, Thank you. Good Hi, luck. Dave. Thanks for the call. Dave leaves that line open at six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. If you prefer, text eight one eight zero seven. Doug is calling from Savage with a question. Go ahead, Doug. Hey, Doug. You, Doug. Good morning, you guys. This might be for the intern since I just moved into Loring Park after downsizing into a condo, an MC. MCTC is right. My neighbor, so I'm going to check you guys out a little bit. But I yeah, come by, plant, please. I want to plant or uh, on my patio. I'm on the I face mostly south, but a little easterly in the morning. But some tomatoes, um, you know, the ones you buy in the buckets and all that good stuff. Is there a good one to buy? Because I get probably sun, you know, like I said, morning into probably two o'clock. I think. Sure. Um, I can take that. Uh, I'm going to steal the call, the message from Randy. Um, yeah, you, you'd be better off with, because you won't have the full sun, you'd be better off with smaller tomatoes. So grapes and cherries, um, maybe even romas. Um, I wouldn't try for something like a, like a b big boy or something that's going to be really big. Um, go for, so go for the tomatoes that will be a little bit smaller. And, um, since they're on your patio, you may want to go for a, uh, uh, kind of tomato called determinate, which means it's only going to get so high and it pretty much crops all at one time. Um, it, it does crop a little bit afterwards, uh, but it's not like an indeterminate that could get 10 feet tall, and which gets a bit problematic on a balcony. Okay. Good luck. Texter says this, I have a lawn in South Minneapolis, a lot of broadleaf weeds and crabgrass. Should I apply fertilizer with a weed killer now and spray for crabgrass later or fertilize with a pre-emergent crabgrass preventer and spray for weeds later? That comes from Marty. 
I would do the pre-emergent. Um, that will stop any of the weed seeds that haven't sprouted yet. Um, and, and if you want to put down a fertilizer, okay. Uh, I'm assuming this is in a lawn. And then I would do uh, uh, the weed, the spraying for weeds later, like um, early June for the broadleaf weeds. You can even spot treat for those then so you don't have to spray your entire yard. Dexter wants to know, and I don't know if you guys have an answer, how do I get rid of voles? <laughs> or do you? Well, voles, voles are they're like little field mice. They like to eat a lot of vegetation. They eat a lot of seeds, but they do a lot of damage in the wintertime digging under the soil. Um, so what you can do is clean up areas where they like to live, tall grasses, places like that. Try to invite some predators in, like some hawks and owls and foxes. Um, that's all, not always possible. Um, cleaning up as much as you can will really help. That's about the best way you can get rid of them. Otherwise, I would also go to the extension.umn.edu site. Click on the garden tab and look under pests. Um, those little guys are really kind of hard to get rid of, but, uh, you know, it, it you can by by cutting the grasses and cleaning up the weeds, and if you have wood piles, make those further from the house or clean them up, or things like that will help too. And moles are a whole different issue. Moles eat meat because they're underground, getting your worms and and beetles and grubs and things like that. Voles eat vegetation, mm-hmm. but they are above ground eating seeds. But they also eat a lot of roots of plants. Yep. All right, we'll take a quick break, you guys. We will be back. More show to come. It's called Smart Garden. We are around every Saturday in the 8 o'clock hour here on 830 WCCO, brought to us by our friends at By the Art. Good morning. Welcome back to this portion of our Smart Garden show. We have uh, Teresa and Randy here in studio helping us out. Guys, we've got a lot of callers and a lot of textures, and we'll just have to see how, how many folks we can help out okay. given, given the right. time time allotted. Uh, who's been waiting? Heather is calling from Maple Lake. Go ahead, Heather. Thank you. Hi, Heather. Hi, good morning. Um, I called last fall, and I know it's best to transplant peonies in the fall, but we are building a house, and we'll be moving in this spring. And I'm digging them up, and they're just starting to pop out of the ground. But when the I know the roots are really brittle. If a root breaks off, can I turn that into a new plant? Probably not. Okay. Um, it probably not. Um, so, so dig them and do as little root damage as you possibly can. Get them potted into pots right now. And then as soon as you can, when you get to your new house or get to the new building, um, get them pl- planted in nice, organic, uh, rich soil and understand that by all that moving, you probably, you may not see flowers for two to three years. They right. just don't like to be moved. But yeah, you, you, it won't, it won't start a new plant from what I understand from peonies. I'm sorry. Okay, thanks for everything. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Let's see. Let's go to uh, Champlin. Chris is there. Chris, you're on CCO. Hi, Chris. Hey, good morning, everyone. Um, I was just wondering, we had a silver maple that um, last year just uh, was about 22 years old, and all the limbs split, so we had to have it removed, Mm -hmm. and we had the stump ground out. Now I'm looking to plant some sort of a nice shade tree. It's over a patio in the northwest corner of our home which gets kind of windy gets well obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> really windy back over there so sure. i was wondering if there's any type of tree species that you guys would recommend um sure i w- would often always of course say go to the extension.umn.edu um, and make sure you look up um, are there any wires up there if there's any wires and you want to consider that 
Um, you know, uh, something like a Kentucky coffee tree might be really good in that area. If you want a really big tree, um, oak might be a good thing. Um, it will drop acorns eventually on the patio, but that's many, many years in the future. Uh, can you think of anything else, Randy, that you uh, would I'd have to agree with a Kentucky coffee tree. Um, anything in the, I mean, if you want to go with another maple species, um, Always, I would make sure that that soil uh, underneath that tree wasn't diseased or anything. And also, um, if you can, um, make sure that the, you have a good good soil in there. And sometimes that soil will, will break down. So you might have to, I usually tell people, wait maybe a year or so before you do any kind of planting, if you if you can. Uh, well, just especially because you've, you've dug that, you've dug yeah, that soil you've dug and, that soil and you've, you've ground out. So you have a lot of sawdust in the soil and that some kind, sometimes can pull nitrogen from the soil right. and then do a nitrogen burn afterwards. So, but if that was last spring you, or last fall, you had it dug out. So hopefully yeah, most yeah, of that's be, gone by then. Gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. All Good right. luck. Good luck with that. Let's see. Margaret in Minnetonka is next on CCO. Go ahead, Margaret. Hi, Margaret. Hello, Margaret. Hi. I have got what I think are little junipers. I think they're maybe the blue forest juniper. Okay. Okay. And yesterday, when when I went out there, I noticed that some of the branches they're just laying there, and it looks like they've just been cleanly cut off. Bunnies. Yep. Bunny is that rabbits. what it is? Bunnies. Yep. Evil bunnies. And yeah, they like stri- strip the bigger, you know, the the bunnies. Okay, so yeah. nothing you can do about that. No, no. no. Bunnies have a really nice 40 degree, right. 45 degree cut, so they have really sharp teeth and they make a really nice pruning cut. It's a really cut. sharp cut. It yeah. is a really sharp cut. Those are bunnies. Um, so what you can do, um, get some fencing, put some fencing around to protect the rest of your juniper so the bunnies don't come back. You may right. want to consider that. One Good more luck. caller. Mike okay. in Lakeville is our last caller. Go ahead, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, how are you? Good. Good. Um, the proverbial dog question. I've got dog spots in the yard, sure. and what can I do to try to prevent them? So I use gypsum today to put some stuff down, and I try to put gypsum down two, three times a year. Um, anything else that you could recommend? Okay. The gypsum will help with the soil. Um, it helps to uh, soil structure. Um, what you want to do is you've had a fertilizer burn, so either train your dog to go in a certain area on a mulch or rocks, and that will help. Otherwise, um, as soon as the dog relieves her, him or herself, then you want to to wet the area and flush out that fertilizer. And if that's not going to work, um, and it probably won't, because who can do that every time? Uh, once the grass has died, just tear out the grass, um, add a little compost, put new new seeds down there, or the uh, the mulching seed stuff, and grow that. Grass and dogs aren't the best combination, and they're they're. Their urination um, is just a basic um, over-fertilization of what's happening there. We have less than two minutes, about two minutes to go here. Let's see if we can do a couple of quick tech, uh, text messages. Uh, do, 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 should I trim back herbaceous peonies? No, you don't have to. Just you cut back have. the dead. Is it too late to turn uh, trim off the Oh, old herbaceous blue? peonies. Yeah, yes. cut them all the way down to the oh, ground. okay. Yeah, so those are the ones that died to the ground. They should have been cleaned up last fall. My okay. bad. Okay, so my that bad. you can. Mm-hmm. That you can. Is it too late to, to trim off the old blooms from my hydrangeas? Nope. Okay. Is it, I don't want to kill bees, but what systemic product can I preferably pour around my evergreen that has damage from insects? Any any product that works on the evergreens will be fine. Bees don't visit evergreens an awful lot. You're probably okay with that. Randy, is it too early to rake the lawn? 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a bit early, despite despite the warm winter we've had. It's it's a it's a bit your grass your 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 um, shoots are fairly tender right about the now. The reason we're laughing is that you, we we get that's a common that's question, a common and question. You, every you time, mention yeah. it to yourself. Uh, let's see. Uh, and if the soil's wet, don't be standing exactly. on the soil. Don't 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 stand on any wet compacted or wet soil. It's just going to come. You're going to wreck it. Best way to get rid of one acre of creeping Charlie. Why? Why? I mean, why are you getting I mean, if rid you of want it? To, uh, or if you really want to, um, uh, a plow. Yeah. Bur- you know, burn you it, a controlled burn. burn. It, you, know. uh, you can use herbicide on it. But why do you need to do that? The creeping charlie seeds are going to be there, right. and you will be fighting that all the time. A whole so, acre of it. So right. figure out why why you have that acre and what you intend to do with the acre later. A quick follow-up on another text. Uh, only thing green and growing is creeping charlie. Uh, is it okay to use borax? I've heard that's dangerous. You yeah. you can use it one time. I would say absolutely not, if at all possible. I'm not a um, fan of it. It's, it's, it's a heavy metal. It yeah. gets in the soil and will poison yourself forever. It sterilizes. It could sterilize it forever. Extension. Yep. Extension.umn.edu. Extension.umn.edu. It's a great resource. We urge you to check it out. And we urge you also to come back here next week. Another edition of, of our Smart Garden Show. Thanks to our good friends like Randy and Teresa. Uh, Stay tuned next. We're going to be having a home improvement show on 830 WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.